Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. So we're doing something new today, right? Because of the Chinese virus, we are forced to not have a congregation. We don't have a live congregation in the house. So what we're doing is something we've never done before for church. We are taking your calls and also your, what do you call the thing when they type us? Super chats and chats. No, no, when they want to ask a question online. Oh, questions and comments online. And questions and comments online as well, right? So if you want to call us, it's 888-775-888-775-3773. And we can take your calls. Nick is over there on the other side of the wall. Okay, so I'm finished the announcement. They're going to do the opening, and I'll take your calls. 888-775-3773. All right, so get ready. You know how fast time goes by. We'll try to get to everyone, including your questions and comments on the chat line and everywhere. It's church time. One monkey don't stop no show. One Chinese virus don't stop a show, all right? So here we go. Okay, so we're on now. They did the opening. Church is on. And one thing I want to talk to you about, several things, but one I wrote down. When I think of things, I want to write them down because I forget. Oh, and I want to remind you, I have headsets in my ears, and I'm not accustomed to that. Normally, I have them over my head, but they thought I looked better by having them in my ears and not over my head, all right? James is here, and James is from the Hake Report, of course. And he's going to give me the online questions and comments so that I can respond. But I want to say this about the Chinese virus is that I've said over and over and over again not to overreact. I don't know how bad it is or I don't know if it's as bad as what they're telling us or if it's worse than what they're telling us. I don't know, right? But whatever it is, something is going on. So be careful. And uh, be aware, a lot of people are afraid. I'm getting all these calls from different people saying that, oh, this is the new world, I wrote it down, new world order. The new world order. And I'm thinking, how do y'all know that this is a new world order? And where did that come from? How did people get into that? And then I saw a tweet this morning where down in San Diego, California, you see a and what looked like, I don't know if it's true or not, but what looked like a bunch of army tanks arriving in town, downtown San Diego, and a lot of people are afraid of martial law. This is martial law. This is martial law. One thing that it tells me that the people don't trust the government, and I don't blame you for that, but uh, they're bringing in these uh, National Guards so that they can prevent people robbing and stealing and riots and, and all those kind of things. So it's best to have the National Guard there rather than to wait for the stuff to start and then bring them in. So as far as I know, I trust the president. And until I see a reason not to trust him, then I, I would say, oh, I don't trust him anymore. But I trust the president. And I believe he's doing what is right and what's best for the country. So just calm down. 
you're right in not trusting the government, but you could trust the president. I wouldn't trust the media and all that kind of stuff, right? This is why I encourage people to think for themselves. You got to start thinking for yourself. We got to get to the Bible question uh, before we leave today. So, so if you could call, do we have any callers? Yeah, we do. Okay. Well, first we have Claudia out of San Fernando Valley, California. She wants to talk about her daughter, father of her daughter showed up. Help. Claudia, welcome to church. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning to the Bond family. Hope all is well. All is well. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call today. So the reason I called is because, you know, during the time that they announced that L.A. County was going to be on lockdown, my former, um, you know, I don't want to say partner because, you know, <laughs> I know gay. what you say about that. <laughs> My my ex, um, he just randomly popped up, and I guess he was in need of a place to stay because, you know, his beta lifestyle has, has him in the streets, literally. And since my daughter was there, she became very emotional. She's like, yeah, Mom, please, like, allow him to stay here. Like, and, you know, don't we can't leave him out in the streets during this time of crisis. Amazing. So... I, I give him the option of staying in the garage so, you know, we don't have, you know, that much contact because, you know, we, we haven't talked much about, since he left, he hasn't been around at all. So How old is your point, daughter? How old is your daughter? She's 12. And so, were you married to this guy? No. Oh, you guys were just living? Yes, there was one of those situations where I was a beta female, too. Right, so. yeah. And so I mean, why does he have his own place? That's embarrassing for the, not embarrassing, but it's a put down for the daughter to see her father that week, that he got to exactly. live in the garage, he got to uh, um, come back to ask you for a place to live. That's not good. Yeah, I agree, and I told him that, that, like what's been going on this whole time we've been separated for three years wow. and I said like during these three years you, you can't even have a room to yourself like room or door uh, a place is he on and, drugs uh, he, um, I think he he was heavily on drugs right now he's stating that he's sober but you know I told him it doesn't make sense your, what, what you're stating because your actions show different like you don't have even a place to stay and every job that he has obtained, he tends to lose it because he has this anger spasm with his coworkers, and they let him go. But he gets really good jobs by getting paid well. But his anger has just taken over him that has caused him to just suffer. And he's just used to it, at, at, in my opinion. So what's your and, question for me? My question is, did I do the right thing, Jesse, housing him in the garage during this time? Um, my personal response to that, number one, it's unfortunate that you guys have a daughter, and I know she's glad to see her father because mm -hmm. kids uh, yearn for the father. What is missing is a father, yes. and they need to love their father. So it's unfortunate for your daughter to see that. Um, personally, I would say no. I would let him come and live there. I wouldn't let him live in the garage because it's time out for women to stop being mama to men. Exactly, because that's how I felt. Like, it was still wrong. Even yeah. I felt for my daughter, 
something in my soul just told me like this is wrong regardless it's, it's definitely not it's definitely not good, that's for sure, for so many reasons. Number one is the daughter can see her father living that way. That's an awful way for your daughter to raise up seeing men. Uh, number two is that, women, as I said, women got to stop being mama to men. And it, men should be embarrassed to end up going back to mama all the time. I'm sure that this guy can find somewhere. They have shelters, homeless shelters in places all over the place. And, it's not that hard for him. Can I call him to, like, any of your male friends? Yeah, right. Temporarily, you know? And It's really I not good for the daughter to see that, to be honest with you. So, personally, I would... So, at this point, would you um, recommend that I just tell him to leave? I would tell... I mean, do what you want, all right, because I'm not there in the situation. Yeah. But I would let him know it's not good for your daughter to see this. I'm not your mama. I need you to... You know, women need men to be strong, and I think you got to go. I wouldn't let him stay. Do what you want, but I would not let him stay. Thank you. Like, I already knew that that, that was ultimately the right thing. Yeah. I just needed to hear it, and, and now I, I see the clarity because, you know, this whole time he's been trying to be, like, lying to me by telling me things like, Oh, you're my queen. You're my soulmate. You're building your ego. God, for your silent prayer, Jesse, <laughs> because every time he says those things, yeah. I'm like, I recall in your silent prayer when you, when you say like, you know, when they tell you you're a queen, you're this. That's all lies. All you know? lies. So the I last thing men think of women as is queen. I could think of many things the way they see women. Queen is not the one. And I told him, don't. Call me those things, please. And he's like, good, why? Because good. I'm just a daughter of God. And yeah. he's like, don't tell me I'm a queen. I'm, I'm, I don't care about none of that. Good. And that's not a way of winning me over. Yeah, don't fall like, for the lies. Exactly. So I just want to thank you again for the silent prayer during these past days that have taken place. It has helped me so much. Right I on. See, I feel so strong and ready for whatever is ahead and just living in the moment and just trying to make the best of it. Amazing. One, another thing I want to tell you is that uh, from now on, stay stay out of your thoughts so you can stay away from emotions so that okay. uh, when this guy show up like that, you know clearly what to do. Because if you're getting your emotions about it, your thought, you, you'll make the wrong decision. And you don't know if he's still on drugs and alcohol. You don't know what's going on, right? Yeah, and that has been crossing my, my mind. Yeah. Like those thoughts, like, uh, is he really sober? Do I really believe him? Right. And so, therefore, I just have to do what's right. Yeah, God is with you. Stay out of your emotions, and you will always make the right decision. Always. Okay. All right, Thank I wish you, so you well. Much, Jesse. I greatly appreciate it. You're totally welcome. Have a good one. You too. Take care. God bless. Uh, all right. Amazing. Listen, you got to practice staying away from your emotions, away from thoughts. All thoughts are lies, folks. I'm telling you about everything. So when your, when your family members or your exes or whomever show up, and you, you already know you shouldn't do it, but if you get into your head about it or if you feel something about it, you're going to make the wrong decision, and you will regret it later. All thoughts are lies. And if someone wants to tell you, just all thoughts are not lying, let them believe that. They have a right to be wrong. Let them suffer, and they'll find out, especially if they pay attention to themselves. All right? 
We have a we have a call from Alexis from Azerbaijan. Where is that? Um, that's over by Where? Azerbaijan. It's near Armenia and all that. Right on. Welcome. To, what's her name? Alexis. Alexis. Oh, Alexis. Welcome to church. Jesse. How are you? Tell you know me. It's yeah. Simon and Alexis. Uh, yeah. Right on. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing a whole lot better over here than you guys over there. Nobody's panicking over here. Uh, do, are they having a situation with the virus and things? Are there people being affected I mean, by it? We're, yeah, we're right next to Iran, and oh. Iran has, like, a really high number of cases, and most of the people who have gotten it here, there's, like, 53 cases of people having it here, but only one person has died, and they do a, have done a really good job of, like, locking everything down here and if you even call your doctor and say that you have flus like symptoms they basically send an ambulance to your house and they come and quarantine you right away so there's no messing around that's amazing but that's not why i called right so why i called was because i had an interesting um experience that's happened to me last week so I'm six months pregnant. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about that. How, how's that going? Everything's going good. Okay. Everything's going good. I've gotten, I've gotten better and better as the pregnancy has progressed. My kind of emotional state has, it's honestly, it's been amazing. I can't even believe how well I've been handling everything. But last week, I was walking my dog in the park. And I let her off leash, and a stray dog came out of nowhere, like literally like one of Satan's dogs out of hell. <laughs> and I have a tiny little dog. She was a little poodle, and she ran. Well, she ran, and I kind of didn't really think anything of it because this has happened to me before in this particular park especially. And... I thought she was going to run and kind of run around the corner and come back to me. Yeah. Well, she ran right into the middle of the street and got hit by a car and died instantly. Wow. That's so amazing. So I heard her die, and um, I started running towards her to the street, and something made me trip and fall really, really hard. And so it was like by the time... I was luckily there was police officers that were around, so there was like five or six male police officers that helped me to get. I'm six months pregnant, so that's yeah. scary in itself to yeah. fall on the concrete, like on onto my pregnant belly. Amazing! Um, I'm sorry to hear that. It's it's okay, but you know what? I I was very shaken up right when it happened, but it only took a few days for me to, like, realize uh, not to take it so seriously yeah. and not to be so overly emotional about it. Yeah. It's like something in me spiritually and physically is, like, not allowing me to overreact to it. Beautiful. Beautiful. So I'm just, I just, yeah, I wanted to share that with you because, and then right after the situation happened, we had to go to the doctor right away to go make sure that the baby was okay and everything. And the baby was perfectly fine. Matter of fact, when we looked at the ultrasound, she was sitting in the womb with, like, her fist balled up by her face, looked like she was about to box somebody. <laughs> so 
amazing. She's going to be an alpha, alpha girl. That is an amazing story, Alexis. I do recommend, as you all, it seems as you're doing, stay out of your head about the situation because Satan will use that to try to get you to overreact to something. Oh, the baby's not going to be well, or he'll tell you all kinds of crazy things. But do not believe anything about it so that you can stay calm, and that way the baby won't be spiritually traumatized in the womb. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. And I also think that some, for some reason I feel like this happened for a reason, and it was almost as though, I mean, maybe it sounds crazy, but I feel like it was almost as though my dog was sacrificed in midst of my child because if I had made it to the street in a panic craze and yeah. tried to get to my dog, I could have got hit by a car. Yeah, I, amazing. You know. You're absolutely right. I love the fact that you're not overreacting to this situation. That's the one thing I like about, that's the one thing I appreciate about the uh, uh, Silent Prayer dot video. It shows you how to stay out of your imagination. Eventually, you grow away from all those thoughts and things. So when situations come, you can see that God is with you because you're not overreacting to it. Yeah, every day that passes by that I that I do that and and have, I mean, been working on, on that for months now, it's, it's so, like, obvious to me when it's going on. And it's as though, like, it, you know, Satan will try to come barely in and and try to convince me to do something and then i i, I see it yeah you know yeah within myself and i'm able to be like no you know that's amazing <laughs> right on how is simon doing he's doing very well you know what he is very because of him is why i'm so strong yeah i think that's right you have Honestly. a you have an alpha male not a beta male and that's I, right I like so, the fact that you guys worked out all all the you know the fallen state issues before marriage. That way, you don't have to go through the same hell that most people are going through. Exactly, exactly. And you are so right. I think everybody right now, with everything that's going on with this pandemic or you know what have you, who knows what the numbers are and what's true and what's not true, but everyone just needs to just be still. Yeah. And be calm and pay attention and be aware, but not overreact to it. Because I know all my friends and family around me are being affected by this, uh, losing jobs and resorting to drugs and prostitution. I mean, there's, I, you can see spiritually what's going on to people. And this is like a really big time of uh, a test yeah. of faith. Yeah, absolutely. When well, you're blessed. And uh, I'm glad to hear from you. Let me know when the baby come. Yes, I will. We'll send pictures and everything. Thank right. you so much, Jesse. It's good to hear from you. You too. Say, say hello to Simon for me. I will. You guys stay safe and healthy. All right. You too. Thank you. Okay. All right. You know, I was thinking that um, this is a perfect time for you to get to know yourself. You're kind of forced to do it. I know a lot. Some people are going to get into the TV and movies at home and things, but spend time by yourself as often as possible, and you're going to see you. And what you're going to realize, you're not anything. You're not important. You're nothing, right? That ego doesn't want you to see that, so it's going to try to find things for you to do. Oh, call, call Lucy, call John, whatever, right? And you'll find yourself wanting to call people you don't even want to talk to. 
uh, watch a movie, do this. But this is a perfect time, almost by force, for you to be still and overcome that fallen state. Get to know yourself and see how you're dealing with this downtime, this quiet time. Uh, it's going to be amazing. And I hope a lot of people would do that. So once you get to know yourself, folks, then you can live. A lot of people are freaking out, are freaking out because their life is based on the world around them, not the inner world, but the outer world. And then as soon as the outer world go nuts, then they go nuts, right? Because that's where their faith is. And that's including some Christians as well. But overcome that. It's so be a, it will be amazing once you overcome it. So take advantage. Quiet down. Watch how you go through this. Watch the thoughts. Um, doubt everything. You know, in the Bible, it talks about wars and rumors of wars and phantoms and all kind of things going to be happening. And that is happening in the world, but it doesn't have to affect you if you're in the world, but not of it. All right? So watch it. Don't freak out. Yes. How about reading something? You want to take a call? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll read a few super chats and then we'll, let's get okay. back to the calls. All right. So, uh, Lin Yen Chin says most people just want to feel good, but they need to see down and shut up to do that silent prayer. <laughs> That's right. I'm not saying it black enough. Sorry, Lin Yen Chin. That's that right, amazing. man. Joel, he black. You're absolutely right. A black man is never late, nor is he ever early. He arrives precisely when mama let him. This is Lin Yen Chin. <laughs> Sir, Sir says Kung Flu is kicking our rears. Big Rig fixes Jenny, Jesse. Any advice when your husband comes home acting like a beta, swearing he has the coronavirus? He says he has it. He says he swears that he has it. Well, Sorry. I would believe him. I wouldn't freak out. Number one, don't freak out. Number two, don't resent him. But I would, I would not even doubt or believe. But I would take uh, precaution. I would, okay, if you got it, you stay over in that room. I'll stay in this one, right? And then we have dinner, make him sit at the other end of the table, you sit at the far end. I would definitely be careful because if he's saying he has it, maybe he does. And that's your husband. So I would just not freak out so you can see the right thing to do. And you will see the right thing to do if you don't freak out. All right? Army Ann gave a diamond, says JLP and Hake report together. <laughs> Jimmy DM says no Chinese virus can stop... Church, amazing. Thank you, JLP, right. for the silent prayer. Right on. And uh, just a couple more super chats, and then we'll get back. Um, Reprobate of Mindset says, shout out to Jesse's new haircut. Be calm, SoCal. Thank B you. Big Rig Fix, how do you overcome the fear of this situation? I, uh, speaking of haircut first, I went to the barbershop yesterday. I had to go out to the valley. I live in L.A., but I go out to the valley because my barber is way out there. And normally it takes um, 45 to almost an hour, depending on the traffic and what time of day I go. And yesterday it took me 20 minutes to go there and 20 minutes to get back. I'm thinking, I like this. The freeways are empty. The roads are empty. So in L.A. you can get back and forth just like that now. Really. It's almost like a Hanukkah holiday or something, a Jewish holiday. <laughs> it feels like that. So it's amazing. And what's the other thing? How do you overcome the fear of this situation? Oh, yeah. you're not going to be able to overcome fear until you overcome anger, really. Because fear is one of the children of anger. And anger, it, it, it really need, we need to start using the word uh, hate. 
Because when you hate someone, you fall away from the light. You fall away from the kingdom of heaven. You fall away from what is right. And you live in darkness, and you can't help it. You cannot help but live in your imagination, right? And so overcome the anger, you never have to deal with the fear again. It's a spiritual battle. And of ourselves, we can do nothing. I really want you to understand, you can't get rid of the fear unless you overcome the anger. Once that spirit is gone, then everything else is gone as well. Fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, um, suicidal thoughts, um, buying and wanting things that you don't need, trying to be like someone else and not yourself. All that stuff disappears because in God, there's only perfect love. And perfect love is patience, understanding. You can do without things. You know, it just... You can speak up but not resent. It's amazing. So really, anger is playing God. And as long as you play God, you should know, never know God. And that reminded me, I heard a caller on uh, the Hake Report this morning, James Show. And he was talking about truth, I believe. I wrote it down. He was talking about, he said that he knew the truth or something dumb. But I want you to know, no one knows the truth. You don't know the truth until it is revealed to you in the moment, in the present, right? You can't learn the truth. You can't read about it. You can't, all that, you can, you'll know about it, but you won't know it. The truth can only come from God, and he gives it to you in the present moment. Otherwise, you don't know nothing. We don't know the truth. Just because we read about the Bible or we read something someone said, we don't know. It's just another person, what they said or wrote about. But no one knows the truth except that it is revealed to you. Why do you think uh, people with degrees, master degrees, PhD, STDs, RSDs, and, and, and educated people, um, angry people, they don't know the truth. Why do you think so many people who know the Bible don't know the truth? You can look at their lives. They have anger. They have fear. They have doubt. They have worry. You cannot have all that and be guided by the truth. And there's one primary truth. There's only one God, right? And we ain't him. We ain't God. There's only one. But other than him, than God revealing it to you through, from within, you don't know what the truth is. Just FYI, I heard it. You remember that call? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was he like a Jew hater or something? The guy, oh, he, the guy who was talking extensively uh, about all these facts and yeah, he, yes. Was he one of the Jew hater people? Right. Oh, yeah. okay. It was interesting. He thinks he know the truth, but he doesn't. He doesn't know. Right. All right. Um, let me read a few of these super chats, and then I'll get back to the calls. Um, Sobc, which is KT from Maryland. Kudos to Bill for being adaptive to change. He black and intelligent. Welcome back, Hake. Thank you. Right on. Mike.8x, how can people overcome if there is no free will? Uh, when you know, when you realize you don't have a free will, then you will overcome, right? Because all people who think that they have a free will have been deceived, and so they think they are making these choices. They think that they're making choices to do this or do that or not to do this or do that. They think they're making a choice about, about careers and all that or whatever, right? But they're being influenced. And 
Satan is now influencing them because they're in a fallen state, and he sound like them, he act like, like they do. They really believe that they uh, have a free will. And I want you to think about it. If you had a free will, you would never, ever, ever, ever will yourself to go through anything that's negative or bad for you. You would never will yourself to be poor or whatever, right? All your decisions would be good. But to overcome the free will, you have to realize you're not God. Stop playing God, and you don't have a free will. I don't know where that idea came from that you have a free will. But get to know yourself. You will see that you really don't because you can't will anything. If you just think it's so, it's such a dumb idea now that I used to think it, I understand it, but it's such a dumb idea that you can have a free will, yet your life is screwed up. You will will yourself to have patience all the time, right? You will will yourself to be free. You will will your children to be fine. You will will if you had the power. You don't have it. It only comes from God. Malkuth X, as men. You say we earn our way. Should the love of our children be earned in the same way, or should we get it for free like socialism? What do I mean we earn our way? as far as working? Yeah. As men what? As men we earn, you say we earn our way. What does it mean, earn our way? I think he means like you work and earn your living. You're not sure? Mm, right. I'm quite sure, but yeah. So as men, we should earn our way. Right. right. And he's and, saying, should the love of... For our ch- of love of our children be earned in the same way, or should we just get it for free like socialism? Oh, you can't earn your children's love, right? You either be of love, which is that order I talk about: God and Christ, Christ of a man, man, God and Christ, Christ of man, man of a woman, woman of a children. When you're in that order, you are of love. That's all you're about is love, right? And your kids would see that. At watching you and observing the father and seeing how he deal with the mother, how he deal with life, they would naturally love you because you love what's right. It's, you can't earn love. Your children, you can't earn your children's love. You're supposed to be of love so that light can guide your children. And they will love you. When they love you, they love God. Everything will be fine. Mario Uvaldo says, Hola, Jesse. God bless you, sir. Hola, mamma mia. <laughs> And then the PR guy donated and said, please donate, support Bond, guys. Yeah, go to rebuildingtheman.com, rebuildingtheman.com, or you can call 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. Uh, a couple things about that, too, is that we had, had a date for our 30th anniversary for Bond, and it's set for uh, August, no, October of this year, 2020, 30 years of bond. But now that all this stuff is happening, we may have to put it off unless something changes drastically and we come back to normal before that date. But with the hotel, we still have the agreement that if we don't do it this year, we'll do it next year with the same, at the same place, everything will be the same, all right? And for it to build it, we have to put a hold on looking for the building. My realtor called me the other day and said, hey, we can't go look for a building today because... Uh, I think he said his little girl wasn't feeling well. And plus, they're not really showing buildings now because everybody's in fear. But we'll get back rolling again. All is well. 
Back to calls. Joshua from North Carolina wants to talk about the biblical question. The biblical question is, what do people mean when they say the God of the Bible? I've been hearing that. I don't know if I heard that growing up at all. I may have. I just don't remember. But since being in California, I've been hearing a lot. And I started to wonder lately, what does that mean, the God of the Bible? And Josh? Right. Yeah. Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Joshua. Joshua. How you doing? All is well. How are you? Doing well. Good. Beautiful and, day. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, you want to respond to the biblical question? What does it mean when they? What do people mean when they say the God of the Bible? First of all, have you ever said it, Joshua? Uh, unfortunately, I have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Why unfortunately? Um, Why unfortunately? Because I think it's like a Christian-y thing to say. Uh, and you know, like the God of the Bible, the God of Israel, the God of Jacob, you know, when people start going that direction. So when you said it, what did you mean by it? Um, I think I, I meant like the the power of the Bible, like the God. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I would say like the God of the Bible, the God that the Bible speaks of. Um, but I, in the way that I... I said it when I said it. I think it was said to make it seem like it had more power when I said it. <laughs> Amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, I've noticed that the Christians have a lot of Christian sayings. Uh, they say all these things that sound so nice and sound so holy, but they're made up things. They come from emotion. They come from the, the mind, which is of Satan. But they sound Christian and they sound holy. And you think that this person is a holy person. So what do you think that it means now when they say the God of the Bible? Now that you've had time to think I, about it. I think literally it means that it's just the God, of the, the God that the Bible speaks of, the one true God. Oh, okay. I think when people are saying it, they're trying to invoke a, a, different, um, a, a different meaning of it. Like this is the... Like, they're just trying to make it seem more powerful, I feel like. Yeah, they're trying to find a sense of comfort. Because the people who use that, when they say the God of the Bible, they're saying it so that they try to, I believe they're trying to convince themselves that they believe in God. Because in reality, they're not, they don't have peace. Life is not working well for them. But yet, they want to see themselves as a Christian and so when they, and they want to have faith in God, I believe that. They want to believe in him, but it just is not working. So they come up with all these little sayings to try to make themselves feel better about being wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. Like amazing. when I, when I first started listening to you. Yes. That would be something that I would be saying. And <laughs> I completely disagreed with you with, with most of what you said about the Bible and stuff. Yes. And I like. I was, I would get mad about it. I think I even, <laughs> I think I even left like a YouTube comment like this guy has no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like a complete hypocrite. Yeah. Um, and uh, over time, I've realized like just what you said. Um, the truth is in the moment, and you have to be willing to accept that you don't know anything to yeah. know something. That's right, man. It's so clear. The Bible says that. Uh, we, of ourselves, we can do nothing. Of ourselves, we know nothing. And yet, the Christians think they know and they think they can do it. They think they have a free will. They, Satan is still working their minds and they don't realize it. That's what's going on. 
I'm glad that you yeah. could see it, man. I'm glad that you pay attention to yourself because if you can know yourself, you can understand the world around you and everything. Well, yeah, I'm very grateful that I uh, that I ran into you and, and your uh, YouTube channel and everything. Uh, my entire life has definitely changed. Um, still, still, you know, working through stuff. Still uh, trying to stay out of the imagination. Yeah. Um, but I've I've seen a, I've been able to see a lot of stuff now and and just uh, wake up, you know. Give me an example of something you're still working through. Um, I would say drugs mostly. So you're on drugs? Not currently. I'm not high right now, but I notice <laughs> that it's a weakness of mine. What type of drugs? Um, weed, cocaine. Pothead. And so, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so what happens? Right now, you're not high. You haven't had anything. What no. happens that? cause you to reach out for it again what what's going on what goes on with you that makes you reach out for it uh, um that's the thing i don't know because I, like i forgave my mom forgave my dad um i i'm doing the silent period consistently now but i notice if i do drugs i won't do it yeah and then that'll lead into me making more mistakes and believing thoughts and all that you know yeah so listen here's what i recommend uh, you're not high right now. You haven't done it so far today. And never say to yourself, I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, or, 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 or hate yourself when you do do it. But don't say what you're not going to do or what you are going to do, right? Just yeah. what I want you to do is be aware of yourself so you can see the thought when it comes. Try to convince you, oh, just, just... Go out and do a little bit. One little joint won't hurt. Uh, one little sniff of cocaine or whatever won't hurt, right? I want you to be, this is why it's so important to get to know yourself, because I want you to become aware of the thoughts that make you feel like you want to do it. You're not. Well, what I notice is it's the only time I do it is when I'm, I'm with, like, my friends. My friends will ask me to hang out or something. Yeah. And then that'll lead to it. But I don't know what the actual thing is that makes me go, you know what, I don't want to be present anymore. I, I would recommend you stay away from the friends who are on drugs still because you're growing, you're a little baby growing in the spirit and you're too weak to be around evil like that. You won't be able to uh, reject it. So I wouldn't hang out with my friends who are smoking pot and, and doing drugs. You won't be able to resist it. Yeah. And don't let them or, or Satan convince you that, oh, I got this. I can handle this. No, you can't. And, and then when you're alone and that desire come to do it, be aware of the thoughts. Uh, and then you, most of the time you'll be able to resist it. But God forbid, if you happen to give in to it because you didn't see the thought coming, you would, it wouldn't be such a big deal. Don't judge yourself when you do it. Don't fight against it. Just be aware of it, and you can overcome it. But you got to be aware of those thoughts, even in, because Satan is seducing you, and you don't realize it when, it when it happens, right? But just be aware of the thoughts. Don't make it a big deal. Meaning, don't judge yourself. Don't say, oh, I'm not doing this again, or I'm falling back. and all. Don't listen to any of that, and you'll be fine. But you got to stay away from your drug addict friends. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Right. And yeah, because I've, uh, I've been listening, like I said, I've been listening to you for a while, so 
Um, I've definitely stopped to judge myself for it. Yes. Um, but I guess, yeah, I guess in the current moment when it's when I'm confronted with it, yeah. I'm not as aware. Yes. So do see here. Yeah. I'm telling um, you, man, if you can be aware of those moments when he's tempting you to uh, want it, because what he does, he, he kind of gradually sneaks up on you, right? And he'll say, oh, what about a little joint tonight? And you may not be totally aware of what's happening. And if he can get in there with one little iota of a thought about it, he's planted a seed and he'll start building on that. And you will find yourself finally agreeing because it sounds like it's you, sounds like it's no big deal to do one more time, right? But just be aware of that and you'll fall away from it. It'll be gone. Thanks, Jesse. Is it hard to stay away from, you're welcome. Is it hard to stay away from your friends who are still smoking and doing drugs? Um, it was because I was just living with uh, my childhood friend. We had an apartment. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm out of there now. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, so it's not too hard now. Um, but yeah, I do have a hard time saying no to my friends hanging out. Like, I don't know why. Because it's just because when you're in that fallen state, you're addicted to the world around you and you can't help it. Because if you're not living from the world within, you're living from the world without and you're addicted to that world. It's no big deal, but just practice saying no to them, man. You don't need to be around that. And, and, and some of them are going to be influenced by you once they see you're getting out there, you're living your own life now, you're overcoming all this stuff. One or two are going to want to know, how did you do that, Joshua? I want to do it too. Because they're stuck, but they're not happy being stuck. Yeah. All right, so I wish you well, man. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate everything you do. It's really, really helped me. You're welcome. It's going to get better. Just stop judging yourself and be aware of the seduction of Satan. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, man. Yes, Thank sir. you. Have a good one. You too. <laughs> okay. Uh, Raymond from California wants to talk about the Chinese virus and be still and know. Hey, Raymond. Welcome. Uh, hi, glad uh, glad to talk to you, sir. You too, Raymond. Are you are you are you staying home now? Yes, I'm currently uh, at home now. I mean, you're not working on anything, right? Uh, uh, no, uh, no. Unfortunately, my job uh, job is clearly closed till further notice. Right on. So, what is it like being home and, and you can't go to work? You can't go anywhere. Okay, uh, I don't uh, I don't could be wrong about this. But uh, I I see this uh, 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 virus and pandemic and the lockdown as a blessing in disguise. Yeah. It may uh, may start t- uh, getting people to at least sit down and notice uh, notice their situation in the moment and see how impotent we're uh, we truly are. Yes. And we uh, we shouldn't go uh, go and and have distractions, but at least be al- uh, be alone with ourselves and and see what kind of persons we are. I absolutely agree, man. I couldn't have said it better. It is a perfect time for those who are seeking to understand and to overcome and trying to find their way back to the Father. This is a perfect time for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I also could be wrong about this, but, uh, I, okay, a couple of, we- uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, mm, I uh, came down with a stomach flu, but I'm over uh, over that. But I think, but my own personal thing, I think this is this is God's way of saying my days of working on my feet are just about coming to a clo- close. So I should uh, should not be afraid to take whatever blessings my 
hum, uh, my humble labor cause and uh, gave me and start building a building a life outside uh, outside of work because that's what I've been mostly been doing. Well, I wouldn't put I wouldn't think on those kinds of things because um, God worked better than that. Maybe I don't know what's going to happen, but I wouldn't think on it. I'll just take one day at a time, one moment. I wouldn't read anything into it. No, I should. I could be wrong about. Uh, I told you, it could be wrong about this I, because I always make, always make a mess of everything. I mean, I mean <laughs> a amount of mistakes. And the fact that you're not sure about it, it's a sign that it's not from God, right? Because when God right. gives you something, there's no doubt about it. It's just like the bright sun that's shining outside right now. There's no doubt about yeah. it. So if there, you're not sure, it means that it's not from God. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yes, I began, I began to see that. So it may be better if I take the situation one moment at a time and see what happens. Yes, sir, absolutely. Thank you for your call, Raymond, and stay safe. Yes, and uh, you too, and God be with you, sir. Thank you, Raymond. I appreciate that. All right, bye. All right. James out of Honolulu, Hawaii, wants to talk to you, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Hey, James. Welcome to church. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I follow, I've been following you for about three years. Right. Uh, I support, and uh, I've had a lot of uh, breakthroughs. Right on. I'm glad to hear that, man. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about uh, two things. Uh, I'm a resident manager here in Honolulu. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of people disobeying or not following through on the uh, distancing. So instead of social distancing, I thought maybe we should just say physical distancing. Might be easier to understand. <laughs> maybe they understand it then if you said it that way. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I and see also, that happening around here too. A lot of people are uh, still, I, I, maybe they don't, as you said, maybe they don't believe it or they are just rebelling against the government. Well, the, the young people, I, I talked to one young, the college kids are all partying now because the bars are <laughs> closed here. Yeah. And she said to me, because I, was, I wasn't implying, I was just saying what you should do, and she said, well, don't you know to forbid is forbidden? And I was like, whoa, what is that all about? <laughs> she doesn't want to be told what she can or can't do. To forbid is forbidden. Well, the, that's, young, that's their head. Yeah, young people think that they're God. They think that they're invisible. They think that they will right. never die. They think they won't get sick. But that's normal, abnormal. So when you're young, you just go through that. When I was young, I never imagined, you know, I didn't think about death and I didn't think about all that stuff either. So I understand uh, why they're doing that. It's just a big ego for young people. It is. And, uh, it's, you know, they'll, they'll act accordingly, I guess. Yeah. But I, I also wanted to testify uh, about my situation and, and listening uh, faithfully to you. And uh, I'm a, a older, well, kind of old, older, 69-year-old gay man. You're I've 69 year old. Did you say gay man? 40. Gay man, yeah. He said gay or day? Gay. Oh, and, so um, you're 69 year old gay man, okay. I am, and I've been in a relationship with my companion for 40 years. Wow. Yeah, a long time. Uh, but 20 of those years, it's been companionship. It's not anything more than that. Right. And when we started listening to you, it 
If you ask any gay man who their best friend is, this is almost a given. They'll say their best friend is my mother. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, both of our moms and dads are passed away, so it was very hard for us to, like, think, gee, this is my, was my best friend. But as we began to forgive them in our minds, yes. we started to see uh, 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 levels of kindness reemerge in ourselves. And I thought that was pretty fascinating, and it's been a whole different ballgame since then. And when you say uh, levels of kindness, what do you mean? I, I mean, it, well, I have a tendency that I like to observe. Uh, uh, I believe that every problem has a solution. So I'm always trying to, I'm a building manager, so I, I identify the problem, and then there is a solution. Absolutely. And it's been, after all these years, it's been driving me nuts, because now, I, instead of going right to the solution, I follow you, and I say, observe. Yeah. Of course there's a problem, but observe. Yeah. And see what the result can be, instead of solving it right away. It's uh, it's an ego thing, I think. That's amazing. Are you yeah. are you are you are you uh, close to your father? Well, they've all passed on. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was pretty close to my dad. Yeah. Uh, uh, dad, uh, these were all World War II folks. My mom and dad met in the army hospital, and that's where they married from there. And uh, mom. My mother had been imprisoned. In the, she had been sent over to the Philippines as an army nurse, and her whole barracks got uh, um, rheumatic fever. And she came back to the hospital, and my dad was blown off a jeep. In wow, Germany, that's amazing! And, and two, myself and my brother came to be. Yeah, <laughs> but let me ask: um, even though you've been living that lifestyle for so long. Do you think that it's right, or there is something wrong with it? Well, I, I don't. I feel in the lifestyle, and I can only relate to those that I know. And what people outside of the gay lifestyle don't understand is that there's another whole reality that gay people talk and believe amongst themselves, and. I haven't really found anyone in all these years who's been in any way happy yeah. from the lifestyle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think of for a lot of men who have, are childless, uh, you also, at a certain point, you say, gee, my chances of ever having a child. But, but it, beyond that, I, it's been very interesting to see how much... That that uh, within the gay realm, those gays that connect to one another will make a lot of jokes about uh, all the realities. But there's always this underlying sense of sadness. Yeah, it's they're not really, happy at all. No, and, not at all. I it, mean, they put on a good show uh, because that's part of the culture. Yeah, it's a whole culture that's developed. But uh, it's it's very uh, difficult to see because it. Just, for one, you really can't make a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason that, the reason that uh, they all, most of them say that their mothers are their best friends is because 
they have totally taken over the identity of their mother. Within themselves, they literally feel like a woman. And that's why they think that they were born that way. They don't realize that they have been spiritually traumatized by resenting or being angry at the mother while growing up and that they can overcome it. There's nothing in earth that you cannot overcome if you get to know yourself and know that it's not right. You might not know how to overcome it, but know that something's wrong with it. And when you know something's wrong with it, you can overcome anything. But if you accept it as a norm, then you cannot overcome it because you totally believe in something that's wrong. Yeah, they, uh, yeah gay people tend to view women as silly. <laughs> I mean, you could see it in how they portray women, drag queens. It's always silly. Yeah, that's There's amazing. There's no such thing as a serious, you know, presentation. It's a silly, campy kind of a thing. Because it's at a certain point, I think, when they were youngish, they've just determined when mother was overbearing and giving them, oh, you're so special, your mommy's little genius. Yeah. Here's the cookies. Yet when they go to school, they might be just a, a nasty, bullying person. But yeah. when they get home, mother praises them. Yes. So in that praise, they at some point say, my mother's, women's love is silly. And they turn it off. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I've seen. They are, and... Most of the cases, the fathers don't accept it as a norm, but the mother will. And that's why they end up close to the mother. That's why we got to get men back to their natural state of being so that uh, they can protect their children from that type of a mother. And when the mother tries to praise the kids for being wrong, the father needs to step in and tell the mother, no, you're not going to do that to my child. You're wrong. Get out of here, right? But the fathers have been traumatized by their mothers, and they're married, as I've said, they're married to the mothers, and they can't handle it. But I'm really happy to hear from you, man. I'm so happy to talk to you, uh, even in these circumstances. Uh, we'll all go forward together, and uh, thank you so much. You're welcome, and call me again. I will. Thank you. All right. God bless you. That's amazing to get a call from someone who's been doing that lifestyle for so long. Yeah. Hopefully they don't live that long. Both of them. Yeah. And they see that I'm right about what I'm saying. Yeah, that's cool. This is why we got to get over the anger so we don't judge, right? And put the truth out there as it coming through us. We are created. God created us for two reasons. One is to, what do you call that word? We make babies? Um, we procreate. Yeah. Pro procreation. Pro procreation. And then he created us to make love through us, to create love through us. That's how it's done. And that's why you got to forgive so you can come out of that anger, hateful mode, and into love. Then he can create it through you. That's why we're here. I hear people saying, oh, what's your purpose? My purpose is to write books. My purpose is to do this. That's not your purpose. That's your job. Right? When I see these entertainers on TV right now uh, talking about, oh, I had a flu test. I mean, a, a, China, a Chinese virus test. And they act like it's all wonderful or something, right? I don't know why you haven't tested that us. No, nobody cares. But I think that they're trying to influence others to go do it, but it's stupid. It really too. I don't even believe Tom Hanks. Maybe he had it or not, but I'll deal with that this week. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read a few super chats and then Victoria from California okay. on the phone. Paul, for, Paul 
M says 0.0002% of USA has COVID-19. 60 million now on lockdown. Cuomo says four to nine months in New York. I think he means lockdown. I think Trump was right. Hoax using fear to take freedom. Watch out. Yeah. So I don't trust it. I don't, especially I don't trust the government taking our rights away and doing all this crazy stuff. And they're going to try to make it last as long as they can. And they're going to dramatize it as long as they can. So just watch and be aware. Sotirios Zervogiannis says, God bless. Be safe out there. This corona, no joke. Thank you. Lin Yan Chin, the God of the Bible equals my imagination in fear. <laughs> That's right. Mike Poinetix says, Thanks. Thank you for answering my first question about free will. If of ourselves we can do nothing and know nothing and there is no free will, then what is it exactly that people can do? Nothing. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and all will be added. You will see what to do right in front of you, and you will have the energy to do it. You will have the appreciation for it. Uh, it will come naturally. But of yourself, you can do nothing. You really can't. You really, really can't. And once you get to know yourself, you're going to see that you're being influenced. And those who have not been born again, meaning overcome mama, men and women who have not overcome their mother, mothers and return to their father, you're in a fallen state. With your Bibles and everything else, you're in that fallen state. So, nothing. Watch yourself. You're being influenced. Ambi Nwokiabia. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Some cultures like India and Africa have many gods, like God of Thunder, God of Iron. Uh, Iron. Then there is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Gail Manchester gave a sticker. Number one, thank you. Rafa says, Jesse, do you believe anything from the Bible? Um, I believe things from the Bible. I believe some things in the Bible are true. Matter of fact, I can see that some things in the Bible are true, but it's just a book that was written by men who were inspired by God to, hey, to write this down. But over the years, non-God men have gotten in there and they have changed it to fit their weakness, right? So that's why you have to, the word of God is inside of you. You live from that. The Bible is the word from God, but the word of God is inside. So I do see that there are some things in the Bible Especially in Genesis and other parts of the Bible, of yourself, you could do nothing. Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Be holy. There are things in go and forgive, forgive, and I will forgive you. There are true things in the Bible. But if you don't know, if, you, if it's not being revealed to you, you just know about it. You don't know if it's true or not. Joe Perez asks, how do you forgive your mother and father if they are both already dead? By getting to know yourself. That's why people, folks who have their parents still living, I urge you to go and deal with it. The moment you see that you resent them and know that is wrong, go and forgive because you're fortunate that your parents are still living. But get to know yourself and you will see you're not in control there are things that you have done and are doing that you wish you didn't do, but you keep doing. And you say you never do it again, but you do it because you can't help yourself. Well, your parents had the same issue. If they could have done better, they would have. If they had love, they would have given it to you. So just watch yourself. Then that will cause you to forgive them. Giovanni A100. Thank you. Michael, Thank P you. Michael P. Jesse, do you believe that God is judging America for their sins and not for 
repentance? No. Now, I may come back and tell you yes later, but God doesn't judge. He allows you to destroy yourself. Everything that you see happening in the world, because the people are separated from God, they're bringing it upon themselves because Satan is their daddy. They are carried out, influenced by him, and they're doing it to themselves. Once they wake up, then they won't do it because they operate from love. If we had, if most, if all people woke up today, we have perfect love on this earth. It would just change. It'd be perfect love. But he doesn't have to punish you. Your daddy, Satan, is punishing you. He made it possible so you can come out of that. So you will not be punished, right? But you must be born again. Satan is punishing you, not God. God loves you. If he was going to punish you, he would not have sent his son to set you free, right? He sent his son to make you free. Why should he punish you? You're, punished, you're being punished by your daddy, Satan. Let's get to Victoria out of California on the line. Victoria, welcome to church. Hi, Jesse. Hi, James. How are you? Uh, hey there. We miss seeing you at church. I know, I know. I wish I was there today, but this, this will do. It's kind of weird being at, sitting in an empty building, huh? A little bit. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, I was calling you because I wanted to just let you know what happened um, during my trip to Vegas to forgive my dad. Okay. Week. I've been thinking about that. I know you went, and I, and I talked to you while you were there. So Victoria went to yeah. Las Vegas to deal with her father to forgive him. So you arrived in Vegas, and what happened? So as soon as I got there, um, the whole town was, like, shut down. They right. basically, um, like, casinos and stuff were still open, but they shut them down literally right when I got there. Right. So um, I was able to go, you know, check into my room and all that stuff. So that part was okay. Um, and then, as you know, I called you the next day. To get your advice because I had tried the two phone numbers that I had for my dad right? and neither one of them worked, right? Yes. So, um, you know, you told me, okay, the only other option is to drive over there and try to see him. So um, that's basically what I did. Like as soon as I hung up with you, I just, I, you know, drove to the address that I had. And um, let me ask you this, before you get there, what what was that drive like for you? You're driving well, I mean, over there. What are you thinking? Driving, <laughs> driving over. Um, I was actually excited because I figured I was going over there to do something that was going to improve my life yes. and hopefully give him peace as well. Yes. So I was nervous, but every time that happened, I realized, you know, that I was, I was thinking and that like you know like i told you before like i recognized that the emotions were coming yes because i was thinking about them so i i caught myself doing that and then just you know tried to stop it as best as i could but i mean i'm not gonna lie like i the nervousness definitely um kept building up during the drive over there and I was actually surprised at how quickly I got there. <laughs> so that that was also like, oh, okay, it's the quickest thirty minutes of my life. Right to be on with you. <laughs> so you get so, there, and yeah. So I got there, and he lives in a gated community. So I already knew that that was going to be a challenge, especially with what's going on right now. Yes. 
So um, there was a security guard at the front gate, you know, and I told them who I was and, you know, I'm his daughter. Um, you know, she checks the guest list. I'm not on it. So she calls him and my dad's wife picks up the phone. So at first, um, you know, she pretended not to know who I was, but she definitely, <laughs> she definitely knows who I am. I have, you know, my dad's last name. So um, the wife ends up putting my dad on the phone. And my dad tells the security guard, after, you know, she announces who I am, she, he tells the security guard that it's not a good time and that I couldn't come in. Amazing! So, I know, and the security guard asked him again, like, I could hear her on the phone, like, trying to, see, and she kept saying, are you sure? I mean, your daughter's here to see you, you know, like, she kept, I, I could hear her saying that. Yes. And, um, you know, then she just said, okay, sir, and then she hung up the phone. So she came back and she said, you know, he said it's not a good time. Um, and that was basically it. And then, so of course, I mean, you know, I, I was pretty upset. So after a few minutes, um, I decided, you know, just to turn around, obviously. And she's like, okay, well, you know, if you need to just sit here for a second. And she said, well, you know, try to write him a letter or something, you know, and we'll, we'll try to see if we can pass it on to him. So... I did that and gave her the letter, and she says, you know what, I would try tomorrow if I were you. Like, I would try to come back. And immediately I thought, no, I don't want to do that, but okay, whatever. So I gave her the note just in case I didn't decide to come back. Yes. And um, I went to go see, um, you know, some Bond folks that moved to Vegas. And yes. we were talking about it, and they're basically, they basically kind of said the same thing, like, you should try again, because he didn't necessarily say no. He just said it wasn't a good time. So I said, okay. So then the next day, um, it was very, very difficult for me, because I was really battling with going or not going, so I just kind of sat there for a second and decided to drive back. So anyway, I drove back, and um, it, Basically, the same thing happened, but this time my dad didn't pick up the phone at all. Like, the, his wife got on the phone with the security guard and um, basically just said no. Like, she can't come in, and that's it. So, the thing that I do actually regret about this is that the security guard did say something to me um, where she said, I can't let you in. And then she kind of thought about it, and she said, but do you want to, like, do you want to see the golf course? Like, <laughs> do you want to go in and see the golf course? And I thought about it, and I I told her no, because I didn't want for anybody's, like, job to be jeopardized or anything. Yes. And I did let my thoughts get the best of me, because I figured, okay, they could call the police, they could tell their HOA, the security guard could get fired. Like I started thinking about all the things that could happen if I took her up on that, on that, um, offer, yes. you know, but she did try to help me. So, um, I'm not sure what to do now because also the note that I gave to them the day before the person that could have taken it, didn't want to risk dropping that note at my dad's house because they said that that the wife sounded so angry when they were on the phone with her. Right. So you're and, not sure um, what to do now. Are you back home in L.A. now? I am. I am back home. Oh, yeah. good. <clears throat> that is an amazing story, Victoria. That's like <laughs> my blowing story. 
I know, and it was a long drive home. Um, and like I said, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't cry, you know? I bet. Um, yeah. So you know, I think what makes me – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, finish the point. I was just going to say, I think what makes me the most sad, and actually I know what it is. It's just that I, I can see now that my dad is very weak. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and I don't know what to do with that because I feel like now I'm probably never going to see him again. And I mean, if, if that's like God's will, then okay. But I just I I don't know what to do now. What you do he didn't now? Even get the letter. Like he didn't get anything. What you but do he now? Knows that I was there. You know. Yeah. Why? If you spoke directly to him and he knew he knew that it was you, you were there. You should wash your hand of it now. Be done with it. You've done all that you can do. Just forgive him and just live. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. There's nothing else you could do because you can't force him to see you. You can't force the truth on anyone. But just wish him well and move on with your life. You've done what you what is required. And what is required is to go and forgive. You try. Forgive him and just live your life. God is with you. You'll be fine. I, and it's, it's, that's the thing, Jesse, is like I have moments where I, I think I know that, and then the doubt kind of creeps in, like, well, she did say you could go into the golf course. and you No, you know. did right so, for not going in there because, number one, if, if someone don't want you at their home, you can't force it. You shouldn't force it, and you can't. Because had you gone in there and gone up, gone up to the door, he, they may have treated you even worse. So I'm glad that you didn't take up the offer to go in there. And I'm glad that you didn't think about that woman, too, because it's not like she was trying to help you. Maybe she didn't consider yeah. the consequence of letting someone into a gated community if they have said, don't do it. So I'm glad you were thinking of her and yourself in that way. But I'm glad you did right. Don't go in there. Be done with it, though. You can't. God is your father. He'll love you. You'll be fine. And you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring anyway, so just live now, wash your hand of it, let the dust hit your feet, and you'll be fine. Yeah. And just doubt every thought because the thought want to use it to, uh, it want to use that situation to play on your emotions so you can doubt yourself, you can get into depression, all kind of madness. You have nothing to be unhappy about at this time. Yeah. And you never know, your father, your father, you know, some may wake up one day and say, how did I do that to my daughter? You know, you just don't know. So just wish him well. Wish that woman he was well so that you don't hold grudges and your life will be fine. You're doing fine. Yeah, thank you for that. Because that, that was my biggest thing. I, I, I guess I'm not, I know that it's not all him. Like, I know that because just the fact that the wife is the one that kind of, you know, she blocks a lot. And I told you that happened the time I saw him. Yeah. Um, about 10 years ago, she did the exact same thing. And well, um, But at least I did actually get to see him and speak to him that time. So Yeah. Well, one thing, it is, it's your father's fault. It's totally 100% mm-hmm. his fault that he can't see you or won't see you. He's been controlled by some woman. It's his fault for that. You can't blame that woman that he's weak. Maybe, I don't know the situation, but maybe she's using him to, I mean, using the thing to keep him weak. But it's not, 
her fault that he allows that to happen, that he won't even see his own child. That is 100% your father's fault because he's old enough to overcome that. But still, wash your hand of it. Uh, you did the right thing by not going in there uh, to see them, pretending like you were seeing a golf course or something like that. Yeah. So that was absolutely the right thing. I wouldn't have done that either. I wouldn't have gone in. If they don't want to see me, okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. I don't want to see you either. I've tried. But just don't resent it. Move on with your life and forget about that. All right. That was really what I wanted to know as far as, like, your advice with it. Because now, you know, I've been home alone. And I, like I said, I can't lie. Like, my thoughts are coming and going. And, like, I kept thinking <coughs> about, you know, just seeing him when I was a kid and things like that. Yeah. It's not like he was never there. Like, I didn't know who my dad was. It's oh. like he was there and then he disappeared. But I, I like I said, I kind of know the backstory about why that happened. But yes. Um, well, that, that was did, it. Like I said, I just wanted to share the story with you and, and get your perspective on what... I want to remind you, forward. you did the right thing for not going in. The leader was going to let you in. You did the right thing by saying no to that. So don't let Satan play on your mind. Oh, what would have happened if? You should have done this or you should have... No, you didn't. If they didn't tell you to come in and you're at the gate and you're mm -hmm. on the phone with both of them, and they didn't tell you to come in, that means you're not welcome. And I never want to go anywhere where I'm not welcome. And secondly, mm -hmm. uh, whatever your father's condition is, it's on him now. You move on and have a life. Stay out of your head about it, all right? Okay, that was it, because that, that was the last thing I needed to do to really um, get my life started. Yeah, so, no, you're, yeah. you're fine. Stay out of your head. You're doing fine. Live in the present, and you're going to see you're doing just fine all this well. All right. God bless you. Oh, thank you, Jesse. Oh, I'm so glad I finally told you about this. So, me too. Yeah, thanks for giving me the time today, and I hope to see you guys soon. Yeah, I hope so. We will. Absolutely. All right. Well, have a good rest of the day, you guys. Thank you. You too. That's an amazing right, story. Yes. Bye now. Going to see your father. You're at the door. You're at the <laughs> gate. And whatever reason, he said no. Whoa. <laughs> Is it because of the coronavirus? It, I mean, she thinks it's because of his wife. Oh, okay. Her, his, her so-called stepmother. Right. This is why you're not supposed to have so-called step-parents, folks. Stay away from step-parents. If you divorce, don't do it over. If you break up and you have kids, don't do it over. Because these people, they're jealous, and the kids never accept it anyway. Stay away from step-parents. It wasn't meant to be that way, all right? It doesn't work. Okay. Let's get to AJ out of North Carolina. AJ. AJ, welcome to church. Hey, uh, hey how's it going? All is well, sir. How are you? All is well. Good. So um, apparently during this whole, you know, whatever it's called, pandemic, everybody losing their mind. Thing, yes, yes. Um, there's... Somebody or some people um, trying to pass a bill um, that's this, like, H.R. 5717, which has all these restrictions about um, how many guns you can buy and, yeah. like, doing a 30% tax on all weapons and, like, a 50% tax on ammunition and all these brand-new whatever they are, just restrictions and add-ons and loopholes or, or I guess they're not loopholes, but extra things you got to do to even 
buy firearms or anything. Yes, right. So I just wanted to make people aware that that's happening and to call whoever um, we need to call in government, which heck, I don't I don't know exactly how to do that either. The government is evil, AJ, and it's, it's, the, it's the government job to kick you while you're down. So while the people uh-huh. are freaking out and whatever, the government is trying to take even more control of you because that's what they live on is money and power. And so um, don't be surprised about that. This is why we got to wake up the people so we can vote in the right kind of people that work for us and not against us. So you're absolutely right. But but we'll talk about that on the radio show, not not in church. This is a fellowship. Thank you, AJ. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, All right, buddy. Amazing. So I've been getting calls from people saying that this is the New World Order, right? And and, and some people are like absolutely sure about it. Mm-hmm. New World Order, they're trying to take away martial law and all that. New World Order is happening. The banks are going to close. They're going to take out money and everything. Where are people getting this information from that they believe it? <laughs> well, I mean, we know that they've been trying to, people have been, evil people have been trying to take to control the this the people who are not in charge right, yeah. forever right and they'll exploit any situation that they can but i don't know where they're getting it that they're coming to that conclusion that this is that they're purposely spreading this disease or whatever it sounds like people have been reading books or something about the new world order thing so when anything happened and it looked like what they read and i don't know because i don't know about a new world order. i know we have a group of conspiracy people living in the world you got all kind of people in the world, right? Uh, when they what they read, they believe it, and so any little thing gonna look like that, especially if you believe it. But it may or may not be true. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, but be aware. Don't freak out. Be aware. Don't run and do crazy things. Just one step at a time, so you don't set yourself up, yourself up to make your own life hard for you. Don't freak out. I don't know if maybe they bring a new world order or not. Just be still and know God. And you'll see what to do, and you'll be safe. God will protect his own. Save, protect his own by destroying them. God protects his own by giving them life. So you'll be fine. Be in it, but not of it. I'm going to open the treasure chest on D-Live on your D-Live. Okay. Yeah. So get over there. And then... Um, you say get over there? <laughs> Tell people. Oh, can I read a few uh, non-super chats? Sarah H. in, I think in Russia, Berlin. She said, oh, Germany. Germany! She said, we got, we just got a new corona restrictions in Berlin. For two weeks, you are not allowed to meet more than two people together except for your family. You can only go out for essentials like the doctor work shopping. So you're able to meet many family members, but not other people. Right. Oh, okay. Amazing. Well... They're going to have more stuff here as well. But I have trust in our president. I can, when, I, when he's speaking, you can just see the calmness and the logic that is coming from him. Just don't freak out. Raymond is a hater. He says, Jesse, do you think it's right to refer to yourself as a man of God when everyone knows that you are an evil demon filled with hatred and jealousy <laughs> of Obama and Jackson and you're paid by the white supremacists? That's a call for the radio show. This is a fellowship. This is not a town hall. Call me on the radio show and say that. Blaine L. 
in Facebook says, I recently drove 11 hours to see my biological mom and forgave her. Right on. I'm telling you, folks, forgive. I had a man call me on the show. He was um, uh, 76, I think, from Canada. I may be off with age. And at that age, he went and forgave. He, he wasn't... He had been thinking about it and thinking about it because he had been listening to the show for a long time, the radio show. And then he called, asked me about it, and he thought about it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And when he did it, he said, you know what, a, a, a load was lifted. He felt free. That's what's going to happen because you're coming out of the darkness into the light. There will come a time when I'll return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. That's in the Bible. And for all the people who read the Bible, that should be the first thing you do. Overcome, and that's what it means to be born again. Overcome the spirit, you're born through the mama, the spirit of the flesh, right? And the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing, right? So overcome mama, return to the father, and you will live from that willing spirit, which is of God. But you got to overcome mama, you got to forgive. You must, must be born again. It ain't going to happen no other way. And then you would naturally develop it to manhood, to womanhood. And if you do get married, your kids will be fine. You will have issues out here to deal with, but it won't affect you in here, within yourself. But you must be born again. Was Nothing Real asks, um, question, you said as a child you would test God and ask him to make it rain and it would work? Yes. Were there any times that you can remember, remember that it didn't work? That's a really good question. And are either of those from God? I, um, if I remember a time, I'll come back and tell you, right? right. But I don't remember a time when I, as growing up, when I asked him to do something and it did not happen. It happened every time. And I never thought about it not happening until now, until you said that. So I wasn't playing games with him. So I didn't say something to see if it was happening or not see because I had faith as a kid. I believed it. Because I heard the older people say it. The preacher talked about it at church. So when I was walking down the road or something, I'm like, oh. I'm like, God, if there's a true God, if you're real, and it would be like bright sunshine today, no clouds anywhere, just an Alabama sunshine today. I can see myself walking down the road now. And I would say, if you're real, if you're really God, let it rain. And it would just start raining down the road. I'm like, what the? <laughs> it, it, and it would just rain down the road out of nowhere. It just started raining. And I'm like, wow. And then I remember another time um, asking him to let it thunder. And the reason I know now why I asked to let it thunder in the, in the West or something I asked, right? And because I wanted to be particular. If it happened over there where I said let it happen, it was my blowing. And I asked, well, let it thunder if you're real. And it did, just like that, it did. I'm like, wow. But I know now the reason he answered those prayers, or or prayers, I guess it was prayers, or requests, is because he has always been with me. He has literally always been with me. And there were times when I didn't know he was with me as I got older, moved to California, got into all kind of junk. Because that's what happened. We leave Alabama, you come to a city, you, you get into all kind of junk, and you're young. So there was, um, there was a moment maybe I forgot that he was with me, but he has always been with me. 
And it's just real interesting just to be an adult and see it all come alive. It's mind-blowing. And it's with you, too. But you got to look within. you got to look within. It's inside of you. The new reality, the New Testament is on the inside. And you got to live from that. Let's get to Noel, I think, out of California. Noel, Noel, Noel. Welcome to church, Noel. Hey, what's up, Jesse? How are you? All is well. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank, oh, all is well. Thank right you. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Jesse, I wanted to, I mean, it's unfortunate that we, uh, we couldn't come down and, uh, and see you at, at actual church today. Yeah. But, you know, so, something's been bugging me this week because I kind of saw this coming even before they declared it. I feel like people are like, you know, they pump their brakes when the, when the light's yellow or they anticipate the yellow before it even turns yellow. Yes. And they're already stopping. And then that's what I noticed happening. Yeah. So I want to know, I mean, we don't trust the government, especially in California, because we know they're all liberals and half of them are Satanists uh, openly and the other half probably secretly. So why are we obeying them telling us that we can't get together for church? Because Why, why are the church leaders afraid to disobey that? That's a good question. The reason I personally decided, well... To be safe rather than sorry is because I've been paying attention to the president and what he's been saying about it and how he's trying to prevent this thing from getting worse. And so he's taking these actions to prevent. And so when I paid attention to him, I'm like, well, you know what? Let me think of the people, too. And that's what made me decide not to have people inside the building at church. Uh, I don't trust the government either. I do believe that they are really blowing it out of proportion. Uh, yeah. but I'm just taking precaution. No, I understand that. And I think from last week till today, like the California did kind of, um, I guess change the law a little bit. I didn't even make a law. They just, I don't know. He, the, it's an executive decision on, on behalf of the governor. But still, I, but mean, I don't I think, think that I think, the churches were involved in that. I thought I heard, I could be wrong, but I think they said, well, because the church is not subject to the government, per se. They said the churches were not involved in having to shut down. They were hoping I that the churches... All churches, all churches are shut down. Yeah, they were hoping that the church would volunteer and shut down. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but I, don't think they were, I, I don't believe they were forcing the church to do it. I don't think they were forcing anyone at this point, but they were forcing the churches to do it. Right, But right. you have to yeah, be exactly. careful with that, too, because... Uh, if you're not careful of the ego, your ego will right. want to say, right. no, I'm not going to let the government tell me what to do. I don't trust the government, and they're not right. going to tell me what to do. When we know that there is something going on, I don't know if it's a cold or the flu or there's a new virus or what, but something is happening around the world right now. And so it's best to be careful rather than be sorry. Right. Well, I understand that temptation, you know, from the very beginning. Like, I know, you know, the, the devil is tricky, and he'll get you from yeah. one angle or another. But I, but I feel like, you know, as Christians, if there's any group of people that should be, like, put a strong face towards death, it's it's us, because we're not afraid of dying. You know, we understand that this is, like, a, a, in a sense, a process into something else. And it, it, for me, it's a little disappointing. And I think um, it, well, it kind of separates the wheat from the chaff in a sense because and I'm not saying I'm not saying that this is necessarily you, but I've seen other church leaders who who who, you know, 
kind of rant and rave so much, and yet they were closing down shop before even the governor had had, uh, had put this order in. When so you, it, for when me you it's say like, put a strong face, put a strong yeah, put face. a strong face towards death. Like what does that be mean? Like we're, we shouldn't be afraid of dying. We shouldn't be afraid of anything but God. Oh. But I'm not, well, I, I, I don't know about the other preachers, but I, I didn't do it because I'm afraid of dying or not dying. I'm never dying anyway. But I didn't put it because of that. I did it because yeah. I just, you know, I have to listen to the president. And, yeah, yeah, I understand and, that. And understand he's that. trying to prevent the situation from getting worse, from people being affected even more so. Um, I just did it because I don't want people to get sick if they don't have to. But... I don't know what you mean by putting the faith toward death. Putting a strong faith towards death. What does yeah. that mean exactly? Because you may be making well, an interesting point. I just don't understand what that means exactly. Yeah, what I mean is that, like, if 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 you're a Christian, and uh, and, and I don't mean just in name, but in practice, right? Right. Like, you yeah. know, you, you don't have resentment in your heart. Uh, you know, you you don't. Uh, all, all, all the things that, that you could check off that a Christian should be living, I mean, you shouldn't be afraid of, of dying. And I think what's, what's getting a lot of people to, to kind of panic over this thing, and a lot of it obviously is the media hyping it up. Yes. But it's people really being afraid of death. They're afraid of getting a disease and dying as if, they, as if, if God willed it at a snap of a finger, they'll die of something else that same instant. So... So are you saying that are you saying that people should just get together anyway, even after what the yeah, president said about it? Way. Even what, after what? what? The, do you trust the president? I do, I do, I do think Trump has a good heart, and I, and I, but I think he's also subject to be misinformed by people around him. Do you trust him? And I do, I do. And so, if the father say, "Don't go out today because it's going to rain on you," why not just listen to the father? Why well, put all that other right. stuff in there? Right, right. Well, I guess it's not so much me mistrusting Trump as it is me mistrusting the administration of the state of California, right? And the lo- and the more local authorities who uh, hate Trump. Yeah, but if I, I would recommend that you pay attention to what he's saying and the way he's doing it and what he's doing. Yeah, maybe and, that's what I should do. Yeah, pay attention to that. And keep out with everybody else, but pay attention to what the father has to say. Because he's so logical in the way that it's so amazing too. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Noel. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> you know me. I'm black. Um, <clears throat> Noel, pay attention to what the father says about it, and you will see he's yeah. ahead of this thing. And so he's prevented a lot of stuff from happening. And that is the job of the father to try to prevent you from falling into that kind of stuff. And right. keep out on everybody else around. I know there's some crazy rules out there, stupid stuff happening. But pay attention yeah. to the father. Be logical about it. And don't get into your head about it at all. And you won't regret okay. that. You'll live not to regret it. Right. Right. And if everybody's freaking out, I, it's, it's funny, I never thought of being afraid of because I may die or something like that. But if everybody freaking out and afraid of it because they may die, then just wish them well, but don't judge them. They don't have faith and they can't help it. So you be that example of what it's like not to have the fear. And maybe one of those people who are running around in fear 
someone close to you or some stranger on the street, they may wonder, how, Noel, why are you not freaking out? I'm freaking out. And you'll be able to tell them how to overcome it. Use everything for the, to be an example of the kingdom of heaven. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you, Jesse. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. That yeah. Because, well, yeah, for sure, I think the, the devil does use everything he can against you and even... In a situation like this, he's gonna he's gonna pump up your ego in yes. one way or another and get you to fall into a trap. Absolutely, man. He gets involved in everything because his desire is to rob, steal, and kill, destroy. Right. So even with things like this and people doing what they do, be aware. Don't 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 you get into thoughts about it? Don't, and just know that you know what you know, and don't make up something right. in your head and. You know, and these other people who are trying to influence you to think about things in a certain way, don't go with that. Correct them. Don't go with it. Uh, right. Excuse me. And be an example even in a situation like this. Yep. So, thank you. You're welcome, buddy. I appreciate your call. Good call. Yeah. Okay. All right. Amazing call. I noticed that a lot of people, uh, they're judging the folks who are running around. I see some crazy people running around, but I'm not going to judge them. Because they will use that. Look at them. They all, they all have faith. They're afraid of this or that. He, he'll make you feel better than them. He'll make you feel like, oh, you got the faith. You're the tough one, right? But pay attention. Don't believe any of that. Don't believe you're the tough one. And don't believe that you have or don't have faith. You have to live faith. You have to see that you have it. It's an amazing call. Thank you for that call. Let me read a few super chats and then get back to calls. Yes. Kentucky is better says, Maze in Church today, I'm stocked up on corn cobs since the children of the lie <laughs> bought up all the toilet paper. That's right. Amazing. It's cheaper. Corn cobs are cheaper, too. <laughs> Giovanni A. <laughs> says, Church with Jesse Lee Peterson is amazing. Oh, amazing. Hola, si, senor, senor, si. Let me just say that that was such an amazing call from uh, Noel, right? And watch out what you're thinking even about this thing and about other people and how they're thinking about it and, and I'm tough I ain't uh, you know and this is a faith of death or whatever be careful because Satan's playing with you he'll use anything so in all things watch the thoughts never believe in them about anything about anything because he'll make you feel like you're the tough one and you'll put yourself in the fire and get burned up he, he'll convince you you're the bad one. You know, you're the one got faith, right? And you'll go and jump in the fire thinking you have faith and get burned. And then you wake up from the burn and there's Satan looking at you laughing. So be careful with all this. Really. This is a fine time to watch yourself. Alex Calloway says, Jesse, you once said you stay in the moment by focusing on your hands. Any other way not to let thoughts take over you? Just be aware. Let's say you're at work. I do this all the time at work now. I, uh, I'm just aware of my surrounding with people talking to me. I'm aware of them talking to me and not in my head about what they're saying. Because if you're not aware of what uh, them talking to you, you'll be in your head about what they're saying and you'll judge the person. You'll get angry or you get excited and you'll get whatever. But being aware, you can see where people are coming from. You can see if they're lying or telling the truth. Just being aware when you're driving down the road. Be aware of yourself driving. You're sitting there driving. Don't be thinking about what's going to happen when you get there or what happened when you left there. Just be aware. Just practice being aware. That's all. Sonic Striker Speed XZ says, if gay men become gay because they 
become their mothers? What makes women into lesbians? Great call, by the way. Amazing. Women re, uh, resent their mothers, and, and most of them resent their fathers, too, because they've been turned away. But you become attracted to what you hate, so they resent their mothers, and so they're turned on sexually because emotion awakens your sexual, sexual nature. And they're not going to go have sex with mama, but they'll go have sex with other mamas who are just like mama. But they're yearning for their father, and so they find these women that look like the image of a man. Even though it's not a man, even the image is not a real man image, right? It's a, a lesbian image. But they really are turned on by the resentment of their mother. That's why they're sexually attracted to one another. And men who become uh, homosexuals are that way because they become a woman too, so they feel like a woman. And they want to make, you know, have sex with what look like other men. It's the same spirit. Wayne Jr., thank you for the super chat. Crystal A says, is it bad to be the black sheep of the family? No. Most black sheep are blessed. Don't hate being the black sheep of the family. Uh, and I've noticed over the last 30 years around the world that there are, and I've said this before, there are one or two kids in that family who is a part of the family. You know, you're born into the family, but for some reason you just feel a little different in the family. And some just ain't right. If you feel like an outcast, you're blessed. You've been set apart. Don't hate it. Don't rejoice about it either. Just be aware of it. But don't try to make yourself fit in to nowhere, really, no one or anything. And you're blessed. So that's a good thing. Let's get to Darren out of Texas on the line. Okay, because this time is running out. I know. It's amazing. We're way over. Are we already over time? Well, I think we should at least go to one, right, guys? <laughs> what do you think, Doc? Uh, um, Anyways. So what? Hello? To one. To one. To one. Okay, we're going to end at one. One o'clock Pacific time. Who is this? Darren. Darren, welcome to church. Oh, thanks, guys. It's such an honor to talk to you all. It's like, like talking to Knights of the Round Table right now. So. <laughs> it's so nice. I love having the audience, but it also is nice to be able to talk to people during church time about church stuff. Doing church time. Yeah. This is amazing. This is the, uh, the only time I've really ever enjoyed going to church. Right on. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. Man. Well, I'd, I'd, uh, I called to, to see if I could address the, uh, your biblical question for the week. Oh, what do people mean when they say the God of the Bible? Right. So it seems like there's two different answers depending on whether you're Christian or not Christian. Yes. And if you're not Christian, the God of the Bible just means, uh, like, any other God from any other religion, like, you know, Zeus or Hercules, whatever. Okay. It's just another God, and so they, they roll it up and throw it away with the rest of them. Right. Uh, if you're a Christian, uh, we know that there's a massive difference uh, between the pagan gods and the God of the Bible. And so the, is the there God a the, God of the Bible? Yes. As a Christian? Is, as a Christian, yes. is a, there a God of the Bible? There's a God referenced by the Bible, but it's the same as the God of everything else. The God of the Bible is the God of everything. So when you say the God of the Bible, um, I'm black and slow. Do you mean like, <laughs> you mean like the God in the Bible? Well, there's, there's more than one God in the Bible. The God, uh, the Bible references 
uh, you know, five, six different pagan gods and himself. How many gods do you believe in? Just one. And is that God of the Bible? That's the God of the Bible. According to me, uh, I don't reference, I don't use that phrase. Uh, I say God. Right. right. <laughs> I say Jehovah God, Yahweh, Yahuwah, however you, however you pronounce it, that, that name means uh, causes to become. Uh, Jehovah God, the only God, uh, the reason he's different from the pagan gods, the pagan gods are self-referential. You know, it's the god of thunder can only make thunder. The god of fertility can only well, make fertility. What I, think like that, what I think people are saying when they say God of the Bible, the God of the Bible, I believe, I, I mean, I'm hoping that they're talking about the God that the Bible is talking about is pointing you toward. Right. I don't think yeah, they Christians, mean. That's what we try to. I don't think they mean God live in. Well, they might believe God live in the Bible. I don't think they mean He live in the Bible, but it's the right, God that the Bible <laughs> is talking about, right? Right. Okay. Well, God can't live in His own word, and if the Bible is the word of God, I mean, the words we're saying now, I don't live in my words; they're just coming out of my mouth. Okay. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Again, great honor to talk to you guys. You all have a, have a happy China virus here. It's amazing talking to you. Thank you for your call. Be safe out there. You too. Take okay. care. So, yeah, I think they're saying, I think, I could be wrong, because um, most Christians believe that the Bible is the Word of God. They have been convinced of that. They believe that Jesus is God. They've been convinced of that. So I don't quite know what they mean, but I'm hoping that they believe they mean the God that the Bible is talking about, the one that created it all. Hopefully. Yes. Let's get to Shirley out of England. Hey, Shirley, all the way out of England. Welcome to church. Hello, Jesse. Nice to speak to you. You, you too. Thank you for calling. Oh, I just wanted to thank you for broadcasting today you're a very rational voice and i wish the whole of the uk could hear you maybe through you putting the word out there it's all possible it may happen oh i've already done that i've introduced a few people to you right on yeah it's just lovely to listen to you and just that rational voice because there's a lot of fear here thank you very much i do appreciate that it's nice oh. to be getting church stuff. <laughs> it's been under. an opportunity, I think, for um, some people. Uh, you can talk more now. They're questioning God and um, yeah. what's going on. So it's opened up a lot of conversations as well. Yes, absolutely. Are you being mm. safe over there? How are you doing with all this? I'm okay. A little bit of fear last weekend because it all happened quite quickly and you could sense the fear yeah but it's kind of died down a bit now and i'm okay um they've locked london down so london's very quiet it's not too bad where i am and so when this thing first happened there you had fear Mm -hmm. when it first started i felt a little bit of fear come through and why and I, i i don't know i think it was thinking what exactly is going to happen? Is That's right. Really, it was thinking. The, the flu, is there something else coming? What else is coming? I'm trapped. But <laughs> then 
the rational side of me came into it. Yes. I got still again and settled down again and decided to just live as normal as possible. That's right. And encourage others as much as I could as well. And you, you hit the nail on the head when you say you thought, you start thinking, oh, what's going to happen? Is yeah. it going to kill us? And that's what Satan does. I mentioned to a, a caller earlier, he'll come in and use this. And if you're not paying attention, he'll, make, he'll cause you to think things about, oh, you're going to die, everybody's dying, yeah. this or that. Yeah. And if you don't get into those thoughts, you cannot feel that way. Well, I was due to um, fly to America next month to visit somebody in Tennessee. And I was thinking, oh, I can't go now. Yeah. I'm trapped in England. I'd rather be in America. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can look after myself better in America. We're armed, all that sort of thing. I know. Um, um, a lot of plans have been changed. I had some travel that I was supposed to be doing. I was going to do a yeah. wedding in Boston next month, I yeah. think. Uh, I had a wedding planned next weekend down in uh, Long Beach, California. I yeah. family reunion thing coming up, so a lot of those plans have changed, and yeah. I'm okay with. It. I just have to accept what it is, but I don't resent it. it. No, too. I was due to go to northern Italy as well. I go there every year. Yes. And I feel so bad for Italy because they're such wonderful people there. And well, maybe they'll, they'll wake up. Really it's a wake-up call for England, too, because England oh, is... Oh, absolutely. And conversations I'm having now with people I never thought... Yes. Uh, that's what you say, amazing. Amazing! <laughs> amazing. <laughs> uh, my sister, even my manager at work, that was quite surprising. Yes. And, um, so it's been good. You know, you can see goodness in it as well. Right mm. on. Just be aware and of those thoughts. down a bit now. Pardon? Be aware of those thoughts and don't get drawn in uh, by the fear of other people. Don't get drawn in there. Don't play yeah, tough. I, I live alone and I'm careful who I listen to. Right on. I, I mean, I, I listen to you um, most Sundays and I could hear all the fear at work, you know. Yes. The plans, of what were going to come in place and some of us might have to work from home and I just decided to just live my life. There you go. And and be aware that they not to be influenced by their fear. That's right. And then be grateful for this moment. Whatever reason, uh, you know, you're not... I've become grateful. Mm. Yes. It's been a nice day in the house, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I have been grateful. I did did go to the supermarket and it was empty, so... And that was okay as well, yeah. You know, uh, thanks to God, I've been grateful in these moments. You know, you you can't go nowhere. There's nowhere to go, but I'm enjoying where I am. I'm enjoying being home. I enjoy being reading. I enjoy being here, whatever. Just focus in the present and you'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your church call. I appreciate this. Oh, I appreciate you, Jesse, and bond everything you do. Right on. Thank you so much. God bless you, all right? God bless. Bye. Right now. Amazing. You got to watch it, folks. Watch every thought about everything. Nothing is real. Nothing is real. You know what? It's 1 o'clock. My engineer is out here doing this. 
and, and Esteban walking through like, what the? We're like totally out of time. This was an amazing church. I didn't know what to expect, especially if this is the first time we were taking calls, uh, uh, doing church on the stage and emails and super chats and D-lives and things like that. I absolutely appreciate it. Here's my recommendation. Um, stay with the silent prayer dot video. And some of you, if you don't need the video now, you can do it on your own. But be sure you be you stay with that. And when the world is going crazy around you, and people acting weird, or everybody, you know, just watch them, but don't judge them. Because if you judge them, you're going to jump on board with them. And don't try to play tough. Don't try to prove anything. Just be aware of this whole deal, all right? Stay with the prayer and appreciate right where you are. If you got to be home, you got to be home, all right? But watch and listen, and you'll see what's going on. You really will. Don't not, do not freak out. Don't not. Do not freak out. And thank you for your support. Um, the donations to bond, uh, rebuildingaman.com or, or call 800-411-BOND. We have the merchandise there. And be sure to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the uh, rebuildingaman.com. It's the church one. Yeah, rebuildingtheman.com. Rebuildingtheman.com, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, jlptalk.com, or the fallen state.com, right? So listen. Dot TV. The fallen oh, yeah, state.tv. The fallen state, F A L L E N, the fallen state.tv. We really appreciate your support. It's, we're all in this together, especially those who've been born again and want to do the right thing. Uh, so thank you for your support. We don't take it for granted at all. And I don't know what's tomorrow going to bring. I was talking to my producer about the Father State. We have some brand new tapings of uh, the Father State TV that's coming Thursday. She's like, well, "What are we going to do? What are we going to do?" And she has some amazing ideas that maybe we can uh, do the same thing: interview people, whatever state they may be in, because folks are afraid to be around one another now, or concern. It's not all fear, but concern. So I don't know what's going to happen. We're taking it one day at a time. And we'll keep you informed about next Sunday church. Uh, anything else? Yeah, let me read just a couple of Super Chats, and then we'll leave the rest for uh, for tomorrow Radio on the, tomorrow, the yeah. JLP show. And thank you all for the Super Chats and all that good stuff. Ring the bell for notification. Howell Jordan says, COVID-19 is an amazing opportunity to get to know yourself. Yes. Observe your kids in an education env- environment. Your wife and her care for the kids and another opportunity to observe the present. Amazing. I hear a lot of people saying, oh, it's so hard being home with the kids. Uh, the kids got to go to school. I don't know what to do. I'm like, what kind of parents are you that it's hard to be home with your children? That doesn't make sense. But that's the world out there. You should enjoy being home with your kids. And your kids should enjoy being home with you. Don't let them know you. it's a burden to be home with your own children. That's what the problem is now. The family is broken. Now they don't even want the parents rather be at work than to be home with their own children. That doesn't make sense. Kyle H. says, does Jesse believe in end times? Who? Kyle H. says, does Jesse believe in end times? Meaning that the world coming to an end? Something like that. I don't believe the world coming to an end. No, I don't believe that. The world will get screwed up even worse. Because the world is doomed, so 
it's going to get screwed up out there because they have no faith in God. You're going to see weird stuff happening, but the world that's in you, it's going to last forever. All right. That, I'll read all of the Super Chats and D-Live stuff. I'll send them to Joel to read. And to all the callers, Mike and Dana and, and everybody that we had to hang up with, we'll call into the Jesse Lee Peterson show bright and early, 6 a.m. sharp for the uh, Jesse Lee Peterson show. Pacific time. Yeah, 6 a.m. And isn't James amazing? James is a jack of all trade. He doesn't have good hair for nothing. <laughs> that good hair don't come cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate James helping us out. All the staff is Bill, my engineer Billy, uh, 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 Joel, Nick, Chris, Esteban, Duck. My staff is here. And the, uh, did I name everybody that's here right now? Uh, your PR guy is actually in the chat and helping out. Oh, my PR guy, see? He's not in the building, but he's in the chat helping out. So thank you all. My staff, I have an amazing staff. And they're all working hard. Uh, and I totally appreciate that, all right? So tune into the radio show tomorrow, 6 a.m. Pacific time, the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. And thank you for everything today. That was amazing. Thank you all. Be safe out there, all right? Bye.